Welcome to the weekly podcast of the Unitarian Universalist Church of Cheyenne. Thank you for being with us. This podcast is an opportunity for us to wrestle with life's tough questions, to wonder together about this world we inhabit, and to find ways to cultivate hope, compassionate service, and action in our lives and our communities and our world. To learn more, you can visit our website at uucheyenne.org. Welcome, y'all, to our inaugural podcast for this fall, where we start to really wrestle with some tough questions about ourselves and our lives and our communities uh, throughout this coming year. And so uh, our questions are going to be tied into our monthly themes, and the theme for the month of September is renewal. Right? What does it mean to be a people of renewal? And so the first question that we're really wrestling with uh, in that theme of renewal is one that I think is super relevant to this moment, um, and one that we're going to be talking and thinking and worrying and working on a lot in the coming days and weeks and couple of months Our question for this week is, how are you renewing your commitment to democracy and the democratic process this fall? This podcast is just one way that we wrestle with this question. Um, So we have uh, spiritual exercises, uh, uh, discussion prompts, all kinds of ways to get engaged in our monthly packets. Um, And you can find those on our website at uucheyenne.org. And you can also sign up there to have a packet mailed to you. How are we renewing our commitment to democracy and to the democratic process this fall? Well, let's dive in. We're going to begin our wrestling uh, by thinking about this question in the context of the news, in the context of current events, in the context of what's happening in our in our lives and our communities right now. Um, and the major way that democracy is showing up in our lives and our communities right now um, is the presidential election, right? It is a presidential election year, in case you had not figured it out, Um And we recently had both major party conventions and um, the Democratic nominee, Joe Biden, recently named a running mate a few weeks ago in Kamala Harris. And so it feels in full swing uh, in a way that maybe it didn't about a month ago. And so as we are in this sort of full swing of the presidential election, I've been thinking about... um, why we participate in the democratic process. And I've been thinking about um, why it matters that I'm going to cast my ballot as a progressive person here in the state of Wyoming, right? Like, why am I going to bother casting a ballot for the office of president? Um, And I was just, there was a stark reminder of just how different our different experiences of the presidential election are um, when I was visiting my family in Wisconsin and uh, we were watching television and I saw um, political ads for, for president on TV, I thought, well, gosh, they haven't started running those yet in Wyoming. And then I remembered that they're not going to run them uh, because the, the conclusion of the presidential election here uh, is, is pretty known, um, right? 
chances are extremely good uh, that the state of Wyoming is all of our electoral votes are going to go to the Republican nominee, whoever that is in any given year. I've been thinking a lot about the why bother, right, about the why does it matter um, that I have my vote counted when um, so much about this process means that in some ways my vote won't be counted. Um, and occasionally I get pretty nihilistic about it and, and feel, you know, kind of discouraged. But I think that when I when I wrestle with that question, right, when I wrestle about how am I going to renew my commitment to democracy and to the democratic process this fall, I think about all of those down-ballot races. Um, and I think about how here in Wyoming, um, races for city council, races for state house seats, races for state senate seats, um, those races are won and lost by just not everywhere, but but especially here in Cheyenne, some of those races are won and lost by pretty razor-thin margins. Um, and in those moments, right, when I see an election that's decided by 100 votes or 50 votes or five votes, I really feel the power of the ballot in a way that when I think about the presidential election, I do not feel the power of my ballot. I feel very powerless. And so I think the way that the all of the um, right, current hullabaloo in the news about the conventions and about the presidential election, um, right, that can all, that can be kind of despair-inducing, um, but when I think about um, races for city council, when I think about races for the Wyoming State House, I really see the power that my ballot can have, um, and and I really see the power that my door knocking can have, or the power that my small donation can have, or the power um, that my willingness to make phone calls can have. Um, and so that's that's how that wrestling is really showing up for for me right now is just just a willingness to um, not get discouraged by the the futility we can feel sometimes about um, the bigger federal races here in the state of Wyoming, but instead um, to feel heartened that we have the capacity to really change outcomes, to swing elections, to um, to change things with with a very small number of people. Um, so that's that's the wrestling I want to invite you into maybe more deeply with these with the news and with this question is, you know, as we think about how we're renewing our commitment, you know, how are you renewing that commitment really locally? And how are we going to um, not get discouraged uh, by the the fact that we live in a, a deeply conservative state that um, whose electoral votes will, unless something radical and astonishing happens, that our electoral votes um, will will go to Donald Trump. Um, but how can we stay engaged, and and how can we keep working on on local races and races that matter? <laughs> 
Before we have a chance to hear from uh, some guests about their own uh, journey wrestling with this question of how they're renewing their commitment to democracy this fall, um, I want to invite us to get grounded first. And specifically, I want to invite us to get grounded in our history um, and our history as Unitarian Universalists specifically. So many of you know that um, we have seven principles and that one of them, specifically the fifth one, is the use of the democratic process within our congregation and within society at large. So we have a stated, clear commitment to using the democratic process within our own four walls and beyond them. Um, and you see that uh, with our annual meetings we gather as a full congregation to have something that looks an awful lot like an old school town hall meeting where we vote on a budget and we vote on officers and our board of trustees for the coming year. Um, and uh, that is also how a congregation calls a minister or a congregation um, agrees to ordain a minister. Um, is that those two acts, right, calling a minister and ordaining a minister, those th are things that can only be done um, by the congregation. Um, and so how did we get to this place where we, right, we don't have a bishop who tells uh, us whether or not someone is ready to be ordained, and we don't have, um, you know, an elder or presbyter who's there to tell us um, that this is how we should spend our money for the coming year, or this is who we should hire. We we came to this um, this process that we use, this um, version of democracy that we have as a congregation, we came to it because uh, long, long ago in old New England, uh, in 1648, a group of congregations affirmed a document called the Cambridge Platform. And the Cambridge Platform does a lot of things. Uh, but one of the things that the Cambridge Platform does is that it lays out this idea that local congregations should govern themselves and that the members of that congregation are what uh, the phrase the document uses is saints by calling. And I don't know if any of you would necessarily call yourself saints by calling today, um, but you are. You are saints by calling if you are a member of our congregation, because it means that you have the power of the vote within our congregation. It means that you get to make those decisions about our budget and about um, who the called minister is, and about whether or not we should ordain someone to ministry. Um, and so that's one thing, one piece of that uh, democratic lineage that's laid out in the Cambridge platform. And the other piece that I want to lift up um, is to talk about the way that the Cambridge platform not only lays out the way that a local congregation should govern itself, but the Cambridge platform also lays out how we as Unitarian Universalist congregations, though they weren't Unitarian or Universalist back then, those words did not uh, come into parlance until many, many, many uh, decades later after the Cambridge Platform. But, but this, this document lays out how we are supposed to relate to one another as congregations. Um, and we are supposed to support one another in our endeavors, and we're also supposed to hold one another accountable. And uh, the, the word that the document specifically uses is admonish or admonishment, uh, that we're supposed to admonish uh, congregations that we see going astray. And um, that kind of call to uh, 
keep tabs on one another has certainly been used to do harm in religious circles, and I want to acknowledge that. But I, I also want to invite us to see the gift of the idea that our founding uh, governance document, as, uh, as a people of faith, our founding um, document that, that we draw a direct thread to in terms of how we govern ourselves and how we use the democratic process and how we make decisions, that that document um, doesn't just say that individuals and congregations um, should have a, you know, a vote or a voice about what concerns them. It also says that part of that democratic process is to hold one another accountable. And I would, I would use that word accountability instead of the original document's admonish or admonishment. But if you want to use admonish, go ahead. Um, we have a responsibility to, um, to hold one another accountable, to make sure that um, we are staying true to our highest values, that we are being faithful to our cause. And that's why even today, we are in covenant with other Unitarian Universalist congregations, right? We say our congregational covenant, um, the love is the spirit of the, you know, love is the spirit of this church, et cetera. Um, but that we are also in covenant with other Unitarian Universalist congregations. And the way that we are in covenant with them um, is that by becoming a member of the Unitarian Universalist Association, which is our national body, um, we agree to a covenant that contains our principles and sources, Right. So those the seven principles, the inherent worth and dignity of every person and the free and responsible search for truth and meaning. And like we talked about, number five, the Democrat use of the democratic process in our congregation and in society, that those principles are agreements about um, what we will affirm and promote in partnership with other Unitarian Universalist congregations. So I want to use this as an invitation to see as we wrestle with democracy and our commitment to it this fall, um, that we're not just called to um, see the power of our individual vote, but we're called to see the power of network and the power of people acting together and the power of mutual promises um, made together in love. This week, we get to wrestle with our question with three wonderful guests. I am joined by uh, Brittany Walesh and uh, Marcy Kindred and Sarah Burlingame. Uh, because we are still new at this podcasting thing, the audio will feel a tad uh, homespun at times, uh, but I am delighted to welcome these three wonderful women running for office here with us today. Uh, I'm Brittany Walesh. I'm running for Wyoming Senate District 6, and I don't know exactly how long Cameron and I have been coming to the church, but I think maybe around five or six years, somewhere around there. I'm Marcy Kindred, and I am running for Wyoming House District 8. And let's see, Marlo was in a baby carrier when I came in through those doors at UUCC. So he is now six, so about the same, five or six years. I'm Representative Sarah Berlingame. I serve House District. I'm running for re-election this year. My family has been attending UUCC since about 2001. Thank you all. I'm really grateful for you all joining us um, and, and 
sharing about our sort of the question we're wrestling with this week, which is how are we renewing our commitment to democracy and both as individuals and as a collective? Um, and so I just want to start out by asking what seems like a simple question, but could be answered by lots and lots of different things and lots of lots of different possibilities. But why does democracy matter to you? And uh, how does your faith inform that if it does? So why does why does democracy matter? Why are we bothering with this this messy process? I feel I feel like democracy matters because it is the way in which people can have a voice in how they choose to live their lives and structure their societies and raise their children. And we just have a, such a short time on our planet that the more choice and freedom we give people in that time, I think is really essentially important. Um, and I can relate it to uh, whatever version of faith I practice a little bit because my faith always is in people. Um, and I, I believe in, like, in the inherent goodness of most people and in the inherent kindness and compassion that people carry within them. Um, and I believe that democracy is a, um, a formula for people to express those things, to express their those values and to take care of each other and to um, lend collective help when it's needed or, um, you know, structure institutions such that they, you know, can serve, serve our communities greater together than we could ever as individuals. Um, and that's, that's what it feels like to me, even though that's complicated and hard and like the reality of how it plays out, doesn't always look like that. I have faith that it can be that. And that's why I feel like it's very important. I love that, that Brittany um, said she couldn't relate it back to you, you, um, because she hasn't studied like the principles or the values, but she, she probably hit like almost every single principle with her answer um believing <laughs> believing in the inherent worth yeah. and dignity of every person and you really just nailed it you're at the right you're in the right place Brittany is what I wanted to say <laughs> yeah I think you know, that's what I love about the new church is that it has never pressured me to uh you know, conform to a doctrine or to even like officially join, which I have not done, uh, but I've never felt unwelcome. And I always feel uh, like the things that we talk about or the values that are expressed are in line with the things that I feel in my yeah, heart. So, absolutely. Yeah, it, yeah it's great. it definitely like immediately tied into our seven principles and, and kind of just what I was thinking, my answer would be is just that democracy is a great tool in which we can live our principles or attempt to get to those principles and the inherent worth and dignity of all people and to ensure that everyone can choose their own way, their own search for truth and meaning. And um, yeah, 
that's sorry marlo just interrupted me but hey buddy thank you for the s'more uh, <laughs> uh s'mores for all people <laughs> but and also uh, my favorite respect the interdependent web of all existence so that brings in not just people but our planet and everything that resides here yeah that was a great answer Marce and Britt I feel like I'm going to be the Debbie Downer in the conversation and say I mean my thoughts around democracy lately the last oh I don't know three four years I guess I just how heartbreaking I feel like we we are falling so far short so, so far short of like what what we would need to do as as people to support um you know our own democracy um we just had you know some real bad displays lately and when i asked myself like how did we move so far away from you know what i thought collectively you know we were working towards as a democracy i i think it really hits that heart of, you know, democracy is, is the most, you know, the people. And if the people don't put the muscle and the work and the intention into creating, you know, an accountable institution that serves the most vulnerable, you know, that serves the people um, who don't have access to power, uh, then we get what we have today. <laughs> So I think that that's a, a neat little um, circular loop back to what I always wrestle with and certainly what I wrestle with in, in the Wyoming legislature and in my everyday life is um, how do we make it true, you know, that we value the inherent worth and dignity um, of, of all beings, you know. Um, people are really upsetting me right now. I feel really betrayed and let down. Um so what does it mean to become grounded over and over again in a belief that every being has inherent worth and value? Um, yeah, I, I just see that as like my constant work, not as something that feels static to me at all. Hmm. I think, Sarah, it's important if I can just circle back a little bit. Um, my, my, what I tried to articulate is like my vision for democracy and why I think it's important. Uh, I would not say that I think that we are currently meeting this potential. <laughs> so, you, know, you said, well, allow me to be the Debbie Downer. And I feel like I just want to say, uh, I'm I think it's a, we're yes. not a resounding not yes from everyone. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, <laughs> democracy is the tool. Um, it's, perhaps not functioning properly at the moment. And so the question becomes like, how do we restructure? How do we sharpen our tools? How do we, how do we get back to the goal and the, how our vision for how democracy allows us? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When I, I just really hear that sense of um, holding both the, the democracy we want and the democracy we have and what do we do about the gap. Um, Parker Palmer talks about a tragic gap 
between the the world that we envision and the world that we live in. Um, and so thinking about what we're doing in that gap uh, between the democracy we envision and the democracy we're living in. Um, so I'm curious to hear from you all, um, and I think Sarah touched a little bit on this in terms of uh, right, her experience actually serving in the legislature, but I'm curious to hear from y'all, how has, how has running for office deepened or changed or shifted your understanding of what it means to be part of a democracy and part of this democratic process that, that we're all in? Oh, man. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, along the lines of what of the, the last question, um, I feel a little, as we go through this, a little bit more skeptical of the reality of, like, how democracy plays out in practice versus what it stands for or represents on paper or in ideology. Uh, so in that way, I think I've become a little bit more jaded as the run has gone, gone along um, because I feel, I feel like the principle of democracy, that the people have the power, is what I want to be true. But what feels true is that institutions have power, corporations have power, parties have power. And the power of the individual person is drastically diminished. And that causes me a little bit of despair. Uh, and I don't want to be, like Sarah said, with Debbie Downer. Um, but I've, I came into this feeling like we can empower people, especially in Wyoming, who feel pushed out of uh, you know, the systems of power, that maybe we can create space for them to have a better voice. And uh, in trying to do that, we've come up against increasingly difficult obstacles that make it more and more obvious why people feel disenfranchised. And that's been a little bit discouraging. It also makes me want to fight harder to change it because I'm just sort of stubborn that way. Uh, but, but the reality of those things has started to sink in uh, in a way that I don't think that I perceived the full scale of it before. Yeah, I am um, being more involved, being a candidate, seeing it from this perspective. I think it's it's made me realize just how fragile all the system is, democracy, all of these things put in place, and how actually few people are. <laughs> at the top, like pulling all the strings. And um, it just takes one misstep and it could, it seems like it could all come tumbling down. It's so fragile and we all need to be doing so much more is what, and I feel like, like we're all stretched so thin, all, especially people actually trying to make a change and make a difference, running for office or working on campaigns. Uh, there are, so few people actually try like no I don't know if that's the right way to put it like I wish there was more of a sense of urgency across the board and yeah. down the line because um, once you see 
I don't want to say dire. Man, we took a dark turn. We're all Debbie Downers now. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's real bad, guys. We need your help. Like, everyone needs your help. We all. It's like every person. We need every single person to step up and do whatever it is that they can to try and keep this very fragile democracy alive honestly <laughs> oh golly um I, I appreciate this question hannah because i've never made this um connection before but I, i'm making it now i feel like um people sometimes project their idea onto me of what someone who holds space for other people or someone who um you know is really driven by dialogue and you know building bridges and it kind of reminds me of the way people say oh you're a unitarian universalist so you believe everything like you're open to everything like you have no boundaries <laughs> and um you know you, you ministers i think in particular get real real prickly <laughs> about that true but like, <laughs> but like all of us are like no no not at all like there, there are boundaries there are standards and so I feel like you know always it's it's you know being reworked I mean I'm wrestling with it I'm I'm testing it against you know the reality of any given situation on any given day but for me it's about like well you know what what is my standard like what is the boundary and, you know, some of the real basic ones that I found and like doing this work in the legislature with my colleagues, like with constituents is people have to be honest, people have to be honest, and they have to be sincere. And there has to be a willingness, you know, to meet. Um, and if those things aren't present, then I just can't waste my energy on it. You know, it's not useful. I, it's I just don't get anywhere with it. And so I don't try. And I am always, I'm always surprised when people uh, push back really hard on that. Like, I thought you liked dialogue, Sarah. Like, I, I thought, you know, you go and like help, help that person be better. I just think, but they're not sincere and they're not honest. Like, wh where would I begin with that? And why would I want to? Like, I'm not just, you know, take all comers have no boundaries you know like that's a critical misunderstanding of what it is i think i'm here to do so if anybody has that misunderstanding who's listening to this here's your notice no thank you. i think it's it's been really surprising um how many yeah in that same vein of like how many people are so quick to offer criticism or like here's what you should do. Here's what you should be doing. Here's how you should present yourself. You shouldn't say that. You should say this. Um, but yet, like, oh, that'd be great. Could you help with my messaging campaign? Like, would you like to be on that team? <laughs> and it's a, it's a big silence. It's, it's kind of disheartening. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, you just want to tell me everything, how I'm doing this wrong. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like just anecdotally, 
we have a message out right now about how the seats in this in the legislature belong to the people. Again, coming back to like that fundamental idea of what the word democracy even means. And someone said to me, like, well, where's my seat? But that person's never put their name on the ballot. So I just don't even know how to have that conversation. Yeah. So <laughs> um yeah, you know, so much bitterness and anger, and they want to like throw stuff like that at you, like a gotcha moment. But it's not. It's just it's just sort of a discouraging way to show up to the conversation more than anything. Yeah. So, I hear the um, right. I listening to you three talk. I just keep thinking about the phrase um, how the right seeing how the sausage is made. Um, and, and just a, um, a I, and I'm just feeling a lot of gratitude for your willingness, uh, your willingness to run, and specifically as as women to put yourself out there. Um, that it is no easy task, um, and so just a lot of gratitude for you all. So in that vein, um, since other people are always telling you all what you should or shouldn't be doing. This is your chance to flip the script. Um, if you could invite every Wyomingite to do one thing this fall to help strengthen our democracy, what would you have them do? Uh, you have to vote. I mean, there are so many other things that go into making an informed decision as a voter, but if it's one thing, it's just show up and vote and vote all the way down the ballot. Yes, that's number one. Vote, 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 vote. Take your yeah. friend. It's hard to pick one, just one, but that's, that's the one. Uh, call your friend, pick him up, take him to the polls. Um, yeah, vote. Also, I would love it if we... I mean, it's not for every, I know that whatever your comfort level is, I would love to see more people stand in their truth of like who you are, like what you believe in. I love driving around and seeing like the Black Lives Matter signs. I feel like um, one of the, when I first decided I was going to run back in October, and I decided to run as a Democrat, a lot of people would say things like, oh, you should run as a Republican or you should run as an independent or you should, you should, you should. Um, there's no way you'll win. But I think part of what we're missing is people just showing up as they are, whether that is Republican or Democrat or whatever it is, just like stand in that truth and have those conversations with your neighbors and your friends with an open heart. Because when I'm knocking doors, a lot of the times the people who respond who have different views than me, like we leave that conversation with like, I've never talked to a Democrat like, like mm -hmm. that before. And it it's so sad. Like we're not talking to each other anymore. We're just yelling over the keyboard. So vote and have a conversation with your neighbor that you have opposing views with like in love um yeah 
that's great i i feel like i'm like marcy's is so like compassionate and like open-hearted and mine is so like strategic and like cold-blooded like i want you to get a piece of paper i want you to get out a pen or a pencil if you're it's a pencil make sure it's sharp because you're gonna be writing for a while (laughs) i want you to write down as many names as you can think of of people who you consider persuadable people who have a different perspective but if you had a conversation with them and you said hey i think we share the same values and it's because we share the same values i'd like you to consider voting for x and just keep writing until you've got as many names as you can possibly think of and then make a plan to connect with those people have a socially distanced cup of coffee have a phone call have a zoom call um if you can bring yourself to get on one more zoom meeting because i can't um you know to i've gotten so much beautiful really astounding feedback from a couple of things that i've done on social media recently one is about you know my neighbor taking a picture with him who has a trump pence sign in his front yard next to a sign for for me um and people just really loved seeing that they loved seeing that in this really divided time you know that that was possible i think it really helped that an actual rainbow photobombed in the picture <laughs> it was like look there's a rainbow and look at these two and then another one was a, a post that i wrote for my colleague um representative tyler lindholm who was knocked out in the primary and i just talked you know very very candidly about how deep our political disagreements are and how profound our respect um, and collegiality for each other is. And it's great to hear people reflect back that like they're hungry for that. They really need that right now in this moment when it feels so polarizing, but it also feels like if we're ready to outsource it to other people and we don't feel a call ourselves, to like I need to go create that that I hope this is your call you know like get that pencil out like make that list of names start making calls um because it's you like you're the person who has the connection with those people in your lives that Marcy and Brittany and I don't have or you know whoever it is that you want to advocate for um you know you're you're the one who can do it and so I, I hope that you feel called to do it. Well, that is a beautiful call to action. Um, and just uh, my, my heart is bursting with, uh, with possibility, even though this has felt a little doom and gloomy at times in our conversation <laughs> about this democracy that we don't have that we wish we had this democracy that we love and we fear losing. Um, but that there is a lot of wisdom and capacity in our, in our own communities. Um, any final thoughts or words before we uh, log off this recording call? I would just say I'm always grateful for like the home of the UU community, whether it's on, you know, zoom or, when we ever get back to in-person or just um, knowing that we have this, you know, deeply good community that, you know, holds us accountable and, you know, gives us someplace to land because campaigning is hard and campaigning as a woman is 
stupid and brutal. Mm. Like it's so it's so mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's wonderful to have you know the church as our home. Absolutely. Um, Pris always apologizes. Our accompanist, accompanist Pris, is like, "Marcy, can you do the hymns? I know you're so busy. I know you're so busy." Um, it's honestly been so grounding. And so thank you. Thank you for singing with me on Sundays. Uh, I feel like I would be remiss just not to, the, the church just has such a holistic way of looking at, at individual people and the community. And I, I feel that deeply this month because also the organization that I work for is the share the plate beneficiary. And so, you know, for, for so much of my uh, time right now, I'm running around wearing this candidate hat. Uh, But I've really dedicated my life to the mission of this organization that I run. And uh, it's so great to have that chance, um, you know, for that two minutes in the service to reconnect with that mission a little bit. And even though when I've missed a couple services and someone had to stand in, like knowing that our church is, is working at so many levels across the community to make a difference and to um, spend time and energy on the, the systems and struggles that we have is is really great. And there's just so many levels that you can do that. And politics are one and volunteerism is another and just being, you know, decent human beings showing up for other human beings is another. And we just do a really great job for that. Thank you for joining us. If you want to keep reflecting, keep wrestling, keep engaging with this question, you can find out more on our website at uucheyenne.org. And if you scroll down and click on the little heart that says Soul Matters at the bottom of our homepage, you'll get access to our packet with information about this month and this month's theme and this month's questions. Um, And you'll also see a link to go to our Padlet site where if you want to engage in some interactive activities and stories and videos. There's all kinds of great stuff there. And of course, if you want to bring your reflections and hear other folks' reflections and kind of do this work in community rather than uh, alone, we invite you to our worship service on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. The Zoom login information is on our website, uuchayenne.org. It was good to be together. I'll see you soon. <laughs>